Coming up this week, Disneyland begins testing new FastPass procedures with mixed results, a new patent hints at a future Captain America attraction, and a Southern Southern California man reaches a huge milestone. Plus, Nancy has some tips for making the most out of limited park time after a day at the D23 Expo. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 685, for the week of June 25th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Malata-Willie. Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, happy birthday to our little Fresno hot sauce, (laughs) Tom Bell. (laughs) (laughs) And Tony Spatel. Hello. Uh, thank you, Michael. Um, it was You're a good welcome. week. <laughs> my my wife surprised me, which almost never happens. She she has trouble um, keeping secrets. So I, I, on the other hand, don't. Um, yeah. So it was we. I was at um, at at Cub Scout camp this week, and I come in from lunch. And I, you know, there's, you know, 300 kids in the, in the, the room having their lunch. I come in and she's there and my mom and her mom and my cousins and our friends and they set up this two tables with food and not for, not for the kids, but for, you know, everybody, uh, you know, the family and friends and stuff like that. So it was, it was really, really nice. Um, any housekeeping? Wow, it's quiet. Okay, um, want to say hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to join us every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, head over to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, and find the Disneyland Edition. Listen and chat live with a great group of folks. Um, and, of course, the rest of the Disunplug family of podcasts, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show, every Monday. Uh, the Orlando Show live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific. Best and the Worst of Orlando on Wednesdays. The Universal Show every Thursday. And Diz Pop on Fridays. And, of course, The Daily Fix every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, connecting with Walt a couple weeks away, Michael? It is. It's not this week, but it's next week. Perfect. Awesome. We miss, we miss it by one day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you week. have a surprise topic for us? That's what I was seeing on your in, Twitter. Or in, a, in a few weeks, we do. We have a very special interview. Nice. <laughs> which is already recorded. <laughs> so, it's a we're, we, because of the expo, D23 Expo, we have to get a like, lot the of first it, yeah. few weeks of connecting yeah. with Walt done in yeah. advance. Yeah. All right. Um, some great news. Connect. Uh, what am I now? Now I'm got connecting with Walt Med. Coasting for Kids is back. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. So, I got yeah, very, very limited. Um, so yeah, this, I clicked on the link. I know. So, then, so what yeah. they're doing this this time around is they are kind of doing a tour almost. So every month it's going to be a different different 
uh, amusement park around the country. Of course, um, Cedar Fair dropped their connection with Give Kids a World, so they're no longer a part of the program. Um, so they are, so Give Kids a World is trying to find independent parks around the country that will host the event. So they've signed two, and this is for August and September of this year. Uh, first one is Quasi Amusement Park in Middlebury, Connecticut on August 16th. And then Frontier City Amusement Park in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma on September 16th. Uh, the format's going to be a little different this time. There is no registration fee. There used to be a $25 res- registration fee. Uh, no registration fee anymore. However, you have to raise at least $100 to participate. Um, it won't be where you're riding the same coaster over and over and over again anymore. Um, you will have free reign of the park. Once you raise $100, you get free reign of the park. And then w- there will be a point during the day where you will have one hour of exclusive ride time on some of their favorite, on some of their most popular roller coasters. Uh, so there are teams set up already on both of those locations. Uh, so find Diz Power of 10 and click on that and join the team so that the Diz gets credit toward our half a million or toward our million dollar uh goal, yeah, tor- goal? Past, yeah. Uh, our post half million mm-hmm. yep yep so mm-hmm. um it's going to be harder to raise money i think this time because those are kind of weird um weird They're locations small, yeah they're yeah. uh but we do have a lot of fans in the in the northeast <clears throat> so hopefully the middlebury connecticut one um will get some dessert there so I wonder fun. if they'll, they'll be able to ex- if it'll expand. Um, some- oh. I talked to Monet, who's who's the the rep at Gift Kids World when she when we we're I was out for the Diz twentieth event, and mm-hmm. she's got some th- some fun things happening. Um, I know of one amusement park in California that she's been talking to, which would huh. be really really fun. I will share it with the podcasters after the show, but um, it's actually closer to me than it is to you guys, so it would be kind of a drive for you guys, but it would at least be in California, so we'll see if see if that pans out. Um, anyway, keep keep an eye on that, and if you are in Middle America and uh, close to uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, definitely head to Frontier City on September 16th. If you're in the Northeast near Connecticut, head to Quasi Amusement Park on August 16th. Again, coastingforkids.org and join the Diz team. Um, okay, so this week we had all those fast pass changes go into effect. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Um, so apparently it's, it's, it's not working too well, but nobody's saying that. Um, hmm. well, because nobody, you mean, you mean the, Official, yeah, people are not saying that. No, right. yeah, well, and even even the bloggers and stuff like that, they're just they're enjoying the fact that you check in for a get a fast pass at three oh seven, and your fast pass return time is three fifteen. Wow. Yeah, th- there's a glitch somewhere because the 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 yeah, uh, Ryan yeah. in the in the chat room says the cast members aren't exactly happy. Mm-hmm. Your the return times are like almost immediate, which no, can't, Tom. which can't be correct. There's no way Disney and technology and even on the know, web would have a glitch. I know. I, There's yo, just no true, way. Red, you're right. You're right. You're right. So unlike them. Um, just, really? I mean, 
They're running whole theme parks on <laughs> no, yes, computers. Yes. I mean, <laughs> uh, just to review what what happened this week is they switched their fast pass machines. Um, the barcode is different on the fast passes, and when you and they turned on the scanners, the barcode scanners at the attractions. So when you go to the attraction, instead of handing them your fast pass ticket, you have to scan your admission ticket or your annual pass. To get on to 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 verify that you have a fast pass, um, and I think somebody f- discovered that the the barcode on the fast pass actually is the same as your fa- as your ticket, <laughs> but they're hmm. not but not the, but they're not letting you scan that because then you could be trading and that's kind of another thing they're trying to get rid of, but. Some, somebody Same. was saying that they're not taking pic. They're not looking at pictures though when they um, redeem Scan those them. fast passes. Right. So I don't, but I don't know how that's working. Right, but you, but it has to be it has, it has to be the your ticket your 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 annual pass or your ticket. So anyway, yeah, it's it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the lines are crazy. Uh, I'm trying to read in the turn off for you. Reading the t- 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 yeah, I'm not trying to read in the chat room. Well, lots like lots sonar. of people. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, I'm I'm hoping they get it straightened out, but yeah, it's. But it's, if they well, didn't, that's more. That's better for us. Yeah, well, it's it. well, yeah, it's, well, yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're going to fix it, but it's just in between from now until the time they do. It's just right. the, the pain point for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is, this is all leading up to max pass, but, um, I just, are you, are you guys tempted to try max pass or is that even something that I'm, I'm sure I'll try it just to see if it works. Yeah. I would try it if I was, if I had visitors from out of town, Mm -hmm. me by myself, no, Yeah. Yeah. but if I had visitors and I wanted to. Once I once I read because the Dis boards they're really good about you know the Disneyland board they have a whole discussion on it and mm. people are going to be reporting their experiences yeah so as I read that and kind of get to understand it a little bit better I think that I would try that with family who are only there for that one day mm-hmm. you know if they're there for three to five day park hoppers I don't see the value in it personally yeah yeah and even though I'm on this show and listen to you guys. I still have no idea until I see all these things in my hand what it really means because I get easily confused. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't – I have to see what it means to know, oh, this is what we were talking about. So I'm interested if Tom and I, if we go this week, to see that. Like, oh, oh, I get you. And, you know, know, if if – if paper fast passes are just a souvenir now and we're scanning our annual passes – Give me a freaking magic band. Yes. That's what I say. Now, now remember how we were against. No, those? no, no, no. Right. I, I don't know that we were. We were against. Oh, yeah, my, we were. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, we no, were. no, no, no. We were. Yeah. We were against. Tom, you don't remember the protest where all three Hold of on, us. We went let out me with- finish. <laughs> we were against my Disney experience and Fast Pass Plus, but not the actual magic band. 
No, we were we were yeah. also against the magic bag. Okay, yeah, fine. we were. And, and, and you until know what we I... started using it at Walt Disney World and found saw how fantastic it is. I'm sorry, Tony. I, I, I don't want no, no. I don't want the, the reserving of fast passes nine you know ninety days in advance. That I don't want. But to have to have the wristband and be able to scan that instead of having to pull out my annual pass, mm-hmm. sure. Well, and you know what I think here because you know I seem to be the one that always gives Disney ideas to make more money. <laughs> I think that. Pass holders in California with the whole um, customizable magic bands, their pass holders would have 10 different colors. Oh, yeah. And it would be, oh, I'm going on Halloween, so I got to wear my Halloween. Like, they could charge double the price. And, and, as premier, oh. and as premier pass holders could just change out the Your little Mickey head in the middle and, you know. Yeah, they I, would be people would be disbounding with, with their magic yes. bands. They would. I agree with you, Tiffany. They could make a fortune. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, Just, if, yeah. if listening to you is going to bring magic bands to Disneyland without that Fast Pass Plus, then then I hope they're listening to you. I hope yeah, our I, friend Brent. <laughs> he has no power there. Come on, he's he's in entertainment. <laughs> he's just the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, anything else in housekeeping? I I do yeah. have something now that we're I, since I mentioned the boards mm-hmm. um, for the. D23 Expo, there's a thread on the Disneyland board that they've been keeping people up to date. And I would recommend that um, our listeners go to that thread. And it's getting kind of long now, but they have a good summary at the top. And you could, I always recommend go to the beginning and go to the end to see what the latest things that they're talking about. But there's some really good pointers that people are, are giving. Plus, as soon as the news comes out about anything at D23 Expo, they're putting it in that thread. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else in housekeeping? I just saw on Twitter that there's um, six new free collector cards <laughs> as Disneyland <laughs> celebrates the return of the Disneyland Railroad. Get it at Point Royale in New Orleans Square, and there's a picture of them. Is I think that a, that's cool. Was that an official yeah. tweet? Uh, it's from Walt Disney's Barn, and it, the card says returning July 29th, 2017. <laughs> Fun fact, Disneyland's steam train began daily operation on July 17th, 1955. Those are the cards we were talking about before the show, Michael. I think so. Yeah. Well, apparently, here they are. There you go. All right, so there's... <laughs> we have there's, our confirmation. Yes, there are six different cards uh, featuring the railroad, the canoes, Fantasmic, Columbia, uh, Mark Twain... Oh, sorry, uh, Tom Sawyer Island and Mark Twain. Uh, collect them all, and they form a puzzle on the back that shows the the map of Tom Sawyer Island. Um, where did where did you say they had they picked them up at? They said Point Royale Port, in New Port, Orleans Square. Port, Port Royale. Also at Hungry Bear Restaurant, at the rafts themselves, at Pieces of Eight, at Bonanza Shop, and at Tropical Imports. I wonder so, if they have different cards in each one. Yeah, probably. Just Do we have to buy anything? or can we just I, get That anything? I don't know. I, I, I Hopefully you just collect them. So. <laughs> Because I'll buy a Happy Meal if that's how I get my tickets. Right, exactly. I'll buy a, buy a pen or something. Well, maybe we'll yeah. be able to say something next week. Yep. Um, maybe somebody will th- go that, out and get them next that'll week. That'll be our project this week, Tony. Go, go collect all the cards. There we buy go. Buy children's yes. meals? Yes, buy, yes, that too. Collect them all. Just <laughs> just like Pokemon. Yes. All right, anything else? 
All right, over to Tony with the news. That was a nice, very bad news. Well, Nancy started that, to say something, and I was... Yeah. I know, I just liked hesitated. how jazzy it was. You yeah, went okay. ahead, so I just said, eh, I'll just say it. All right. Okay. Well, okay, then to keep Tom's uh, vibe going in the news... No, just kidding. Yeah. A recent The Quiet Storm. A recent patent filed by Disney reveals that they are working on the technology for a Captain America shield throwing experience. The patent shows that the device would attach to a person's forearm with... And with a throwing motion, the shield would slide down the arm on a rail. Virtual reality is used to simulate the shield's path and also the boomerang effect to bring the shield back to the thrower, similar to how Captain America does it in the comic books and movies. The patent also reveals that the person throwing the shield would have intended targets. Hitting the target is what would activate the boomerang effect. Different targets would even could even have a variety of difficulties, meaning hitting the supervillain would be easier than hitting the henchman. Right. Now it can be assumed that if this patent is eventually used in Disney theme parks, it might be part of an expanded Marvel section of DCA near the recently opened Guardians of the Galaxy. So, thoughts? Disney fi- I think it would be fun. Disney files lots of patents. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking it could be for a Toy Story Mania type thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which would be good because... If with Guardians like it is, and I don't know, they were talking about a coaster. It would be nice to have something for the kids. Mm-hmm. But yep. well, I could see a couple different applications with this. They could take it towards Moana with Maui. They could take it uh, Paris. They could take it all kinds of. Different directions. Mm-hmm. And could be the Hound of the Baskervilles yes. attraction. Yes. <laughs> let me <laughs> let me hundred and one Dalmatians. Hundred and one Dalmatian attraction. attraction. Yes. yes. There you Outta go. Here. <laughs> we go. can throw spots. Yes. <laughs> it could be yeah, Cruella Deville, yeah, throwing a <laughs> something. I did finally see Guardians two last night though, so Oh you know, I saw it last night too. It's so I I liked it better than the first one, actually. Ex- I did also. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. The first one spent so much time setting everything up that yeah, and this one just I, I liked all the stories. And did you stay for all the four or five mm-hmm. little? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. So hopefully people stayed through the credits, right? For that, and then I loved in the credits how it said "I am Groot", Groot and then it would change into people's names yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. It was. It's. It's. I. I agree. I like this film so much more than the first one it's just a it's, and, a, it's and, fun yeah and and it, it's a nice story i think okay. as well it is did you enjoy teenage the progression of fruits oh, age wasn't that the credits? hilarious teenage fruits yeah and, and and they're basically i read something the other day saying by infinity wars he should be back to being adult group because yeah. that supposedly takes place three years after this oh, okay Oh, okay. Okay, I have so, a confession to make, uh-huh. and I know I'm on this podcast, and I'm horrible with movies. We all know that. I don't know any of the movies, right? But I started watching Guardians of the Galaxy because I needed to, and I didn't finish it because I was kind of bored. I, I did that the first couple times, and then I finally sat through the whole thing and enjoyed okay, it. Okay, thank you. That yeah. makes me I feel a little bit better. I didn't find the first one as exciting, I, I thought, as interesting as I think most other people did. Second one, I did. Okay, so you're giving me... It delved more into the characters and their backstory and sort of 
who they were and why they 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 they're the people they are why they do the things they do um it was like and i love the music and the music Mm -hmm. goes with the scene so well if you listen to the lyrics yep um really well done the other interesting thing about it is is the music is always there because somebody is playing something you know it's either it's on the walkman or it's on the stereo system that little baby group put together or it's it's that i also found that really interesting Mm -hmm. as well the music just doesn't come out of the the ether you know like it does in films you know exactly what's generating it it's more like a musical mm -hmm. okay so you're giving me reason to Finish the first one to go watch yeah. the second one. Okay. I do think you have and to. And you see should the read some one. of the comics. I, I nah. think you have to. I, I, uh, or go on YouTube. There's plenty of people that are really into it that will explain who the characters are <laughs> from the comics. Um, mm-hmm. Because you have to go back sometimes decades to know what these characters are, okay. like the Sylvester Stallone character in the second film and all that. But, um, but um, who was, I think, Star Lord in the comic? Books, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, but uh, but anyway, but you do have to see, I believe, the first film in order to enjoy the second film. Okay, and not to railroad this about a Marvel discussion, but since I've opened <laughs> it up in this way, yes, I am not. I love Disney. Okay, I am. I'm not. I was never a comic book person. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen hardly Iron Man. I've seen. I loved him. I haven't seen most of the other movies because they don't appeal to me. And so this has been very, this transition with Marvel has been kind of hard for me because I don't, I just, I don't get it. I'm not saying that people, I obviously millions of people get it. I just don't, the whole, everybody's a superhero and they're like, I just, it's hard. It's hard for me. Everybody's a superhero. I know. It was kind of a joke, Nancy, but that's okay. Guardians is, is kind of more along the lines of, Iron Man a little more reverent now? Okay. Um, yes and no. Iron Man certainly has some serious hard challenges as far as a backstory and a comic book story. Remember but, you've but got... I, but I mean the character. Tony the Alcoholic? Yeah. And yeah that's see, maybe that's part of my problem. I, I know that comics are all about these backstories and all that, and I don't want to like I don't want to deal with that. I just want to watch like picking up you don't a story from yeah. scratch. Yeah, you don't. You, need don't to. you don't. You don't need to know the comics. I mean, I find it interesting to know where you know how the characters were in the comics, but they've they've made enough changes to them that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, like I feel, you know I feel like, like there's I'm, a. Ravengers or whatever they're called. The Ravager, that, the Reavers, Ravager, yeah. Ravagers, something like that. That that sort of get together at the end, and yeah, they're going to be big, I think, in the next film. You don't need to know their whole backstory. No. And if you're curious, like I said, go on YouTube and just Google them, or I mean, um, search for them. There's a ton of videos that explain them. Like I feel like I could have ignored it for a while, but now it's getting to the point where, <laughs> yeah. okay, these all these rides are coming in, and I have yeah. no concept yeah. of what they mean and so well and like and like um mantis wasn't in the first movie but she's Mm -hmm. in the attraction and uh, and she's in the second movie so yeah it's like when i saw her in the attraction i'm like okay i don't really know who that is but yeah Mm -hmm. and she'll be in the infinity um she'll be in infinity wars as well 
Right. Yeah, because they're bringing them into the yeah yeah into, because this yeah. is the collaboration of which, of, which oh my god Thanos is going after our Star Lord's homeworld which is kind of why they're saying that if they bring them into the main Marvel universe that they can't have Guardians attractions in Florida right exactly yeah they're not under okay, the yeah. contract with Universal yeah okay now right. you guys are kind of making my point for me. This whole discussion about this universe and like, I don't just want to see a movie and be done. Like, I hate to sound like a simpleton, but that all that stuff, which I know people love. And I know that that's the new thing because I know Universal's doing it with all their with the mummy and all that. I don't want to have to watch 10 movies to understand one movie. Like, I understand that that's the way things are going. But that's the thing that makes me not like it's like, okay, well, I haven't seen the second one of this series, so I can't see any of them. Well, this is the first major um, movie undertaking where it's not been, where it's taken multiple stories and interwoven them as opposed to just, you know, like Harry Potter is sequel, 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 sequel. It's a series of books. You put it together. You tell the whole story. This is the first undertaking in filmmaking history where they've really woven so many different separate storylines and things into one giant movie franchise mesh. yeah 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 but so, but so far and, they haven't the guardians of the galaxy sort of stands alone right yeah. now right right and it does that it actually does that in the comic book universe too so and getting it's back, very much getting back to the size more than the X. Getting back to the story, Guardians has been the new attraction's been so well received that I'm sure now there's no question that we're going to get more Marvel in the parks. Oh yes, absolutely. So, well, you know, considering we're the state that's the home <clears throat> of of the Comic Con, you know, the San Diego Comic Con. I'm not, um, I'm not sure that has a connection, but okay. You no, know, but I'm saying there is a huge proliferation of enthusiasts of that industry mm, okay. in this state. I mean, people travel everywhere for that. I mm-hmm. mean, it only kind of makes sense. Yeah. Angelinos go like crazy to Comic-Con. Yeah, I think that if they didn't have the contractual obligations with Universal in Florida, we would see all that in Florida yep. as well. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. We'd probably see a fifth gate. Mm-hmm. Yep. I could totally see a Marvel theme park when those Universal uh, things go bye-bye. Well, that's why they were trying to get Inhumans off the ground, but it just doesn't have enough takers. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on, Tony. Some Someone who's been around in Disneyland – Pre with Marvel and pre Marvel and all that stuff, our <laughs> friend that we remembered doing this story back when it was, I think, two years, and he had a partner with him, and now he does not. Uh, the story I think was originally just one year, but okay. Yes, yeah. or one year, or whatever. But wasn't it because he was out of a job or something? Yeah, at that point, late? yes, yeah, yes. And I think we should interview him for the show. I didn't mm-hmm. say I, I know I should have texted you that earlier and not done it live but i think we should anyways it gives us and then that'll count as my segment and i'll be good for a while yes thanks so that's really the whole thank you for planning Um, your whole thing out on air yeah thank you no problem (laughs) i know michael you like that it's the whole like kind of like backstage that's what the, the the listeners want that whole backstage thing anyways it started as something to do in 2012, visiting disneyland every day now more than five years later jeff reitz 44 of huntington of Huntington Beach has passed through the Magic Kingdom's turnstiles every day since for 2,000 days in a row. 
Mm-hmm. His repeated visits have made him a bit of celebrity. Several television stations were there the morning that he recorded his 2000th trip through the turnstile. I wonder how they knew. Yeah. He posted, without him telling them. He posted it on Twitter. <laughs> uh, tomorrow is my yeah. 2000th day. Yeah. yeah. Back in 2012, Reitz was going every day with his friend Tana Mikesh, Tanya Mikesh of Lake Forest. Both were unemployed at the time and used the daily visits as a way to keep their spirits up. Later that year, he landed a job at the VA Long Beach Healthcare System and his friend found employment too. After succeeding at going every day that entire leap year, they were rewarded by, they were rewarded by the park with a night in the Disneyland Dream Suite. Since then, the couple has gone their separate ways. Aww. But after the Disneyland. Uh, no happily ever after for those mm-hmm. two. Yeah, well, one night in the Dream Suite, and it's yeah, how are you ever going yeah. to um, recreate that magic? Exactly. But um, Reitz kept going, and in 2014, he hit the thousand days in a row mark. It's become a living, breathing thing along the way, the annual pass holder said. He still visits daily, sometimes alone, and sometimes with his current girl. Wow, this is like a like a tabloid. He still visits daily, sometimes alone, and sometimes with his current girlfriend, Karen Bell of Costa Mesa. Because of his job, his weekday visits are frequently in the late afternoons and evenings. On weekends, his visit times can vary. Reitz, a veteran of the Air Force, has memories of the theme park from when he was two years old and rode the Matterhorn, still his favorite attraction. I love sitting in the front row, holding the handle, and leaning into turns. If he rides that all the time and he's done it 2,000 days in a row, that's pretty impressive Mm -hmm. with his back and all that stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. None of the attractions bother Reitz, whether it's riding in a boat, going through It's a Small World, or flying up and down on Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. There's nothing I would turn away from. I'm looking forward to checking out the new dance show for kids at Disney Junior and Disney (laughs) California Adventure. He said, along the way, he's met many celebrities and tried the food at nearly every restaurant. This is where he loses me right here. Pizza Port is my go-to place. I love going there for the pasta and the soft drinks. Pasta's good, okay. Yeah. yeah, and the salads are good too. Okay. The salads are really good. Yeah. And to be honest, I guess if you're going there two thousand days, you got to be careful what you're eating, mm-hmm. um, so you can control the pasta and all that stuff. He's made many friends at the park, including a number of its cast members and other regular visitors of the park. Many times he says he'll just walk around or find a place to sit and watch people while listening to the area music. There, however, is a specific routine for his daily visits. He always parks in the Mickey and Friends parking structure. And has kept every parking ticket from every day. Oh. That's pretty awesome. Because who would have thought the first, like, hundred to keep them? Eventually they fade, right? I mean... I think so. Because they're like that... Well, it in- depends. If yeah. you leave them in your car, they yeah, do. Yeah. They fade from the heat. Yeah. He always enters Disneyland first before going across the Esplanade to visit Disney California Adventure. Thanks to the many visits, he has advice for other, less regular visitors, such as using the Disneyland app on their smartphones to keep up with wait times and ride closures, and use FastPass for the really popular attractions, and to listen to the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, thanks. I just tried. If we, Tom, we did, nobody would have known if you wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, the number one thing I tell people I actually really like this is to bring your patience. With the summertime crowds and the heat, I tell people to relax and have mu- fun. He admitted he does not know when he will stop going every day. My current pass is good through until January of 2018. Then we'll see. So. Yep, yep, yep. Are we going to get to do the story when he's done 3,000? <laughs> Probably. 
Was because a my different thing is, girlfriend. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> 28, 2018 will be six years that it'll have been going. Jeez. Well, and the thing is, you can't, you can't go anywhere else. Right. You can't like, go it's on, every day. He, he missed weddings, missed funerals. Yeah. yeah. He can't go to Disney World. Mm-mm. Nope. But now he's kind of like he's stuck. He's like not in bad. Like this is amazing. But now you have to keep going. Yeah. Like how do when, you stop? What did Disney do anything for him on the? So I can't even remember now. It was if it was in the story? Did they do something for him on this, his two thousandth? I don't know. They I, gave him a Mickey bar. I mean, did he do anything? Uh, yeah, there was, there was a Parks blog story on him, so I'm sure they gave him something. Hmm. So that is the news. Thank you, Tony. Uh, well, no, they used it as a as a as a marketing tool. I think more than anything. <clears throat> 2,000 Days and Nights at the Disneyland Resort, a superhero of achievement for Summer of Heroes. But we don't want more pass holders to buy passes and come all the time. Right, yeah, So exactly. this is really not what we want you to do. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. This is so bad. He's he's also looking forward to the return of Fantasmic on July 17th along the Rivers of America in Disneyland Park. Did they pay him for his ad... for his... Oh my god. Yeah, it's a, all right, sorry. Thank you, Disney Park. He's like Park. a, he's a <laughs> shill for, he's, he's a yeah, shill for he's the like company. At, yeah. yeah, he's like a shill at the blackjack table. He, he, wants, an, he wants to be in a dream suite with his new girlfriend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, yeah, thank you. She knows she's giving him a hard time, like, oh, how come you guys got, got in the dream suite? Yes. But we didn't get in the dream yeah. suite. All right, thank you, Tony. Uh, time for rapid fire. I will go first. Uh, the Disneyland Resort is celebrating summer on their on, at their on-property hotels with some new summer fun, which I think is old summer fun that they're bringing back or continuing. Um, so beginning July 1st at all three hotels, uh, beginning July 1st, all three hotels will be throwing pool parties complete with music, dancing, and games. Uh, Paradise Pier will have their party at 1.30. Disneyland Hotel starts at 3. And over at the Grand California, the party kicks off at 4.30. Over the 4th of July week, the Grand Californian will have extended parties to celebrate the grand opening of their new pool deck. In addition to the music and games, they will be offering free hot dogs and popsicles. How fun is that? Yep. And I, I think they have movies all the time, but uh, they were also promoting their Magical Night at the Movies, uh, where the Disneyland Hotel and the Paradise Pier Hotel will screen some favorite Disney films on Sunday and Friday nights. Of course, screenings are open to guests of all three hotels. And finally, this summer, Mickey Mouse has joined the crew at Goofy's Kitchen at the Disneyland Hotel Wow. For in during the evening for Disney dinner time magic. So if I shocker Chef Mickey do, there along with Chef Goofy. Do sparks come out of his wrists nighttime <laughs> magic? Yes. And he dances with his hands, yes. <laughs> it's how he cooks the food. <laughs> <laughs> That was a, oh that was, you take your shish kebabs to him, right? There was, there was somebody posted a video of of that said Phantasmic is back, and it's some dude standing where Mickey would stand on on in, oh, yeah. and just <laughs> it was funny do, doing the that. doing the dance. All right, um, Mary Jo, this is pretty cool over in okay. Hollywood. Well, I think it's cool. Okay, um, I do too because you know, I wrote the story for the Diz. So. 
you did, and you did a very good job. Thank you. Um, they have. Uh, but you're not using that, good. okay? No, I'm not. Oh my lord, are you? Pe- Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! Actually, right to actually, the heart. Actually, I am. So. Okay, you lie. I, I I will know if you're lying. I. Hollywood Walk of Fame will add stars for Minnie Mouse, Mark Hamill, and more. Oh, that Tom sounds Hale. like that, that, that is mine. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> so you, you um, may continue. Thank you, sir. I was I, so surprised Minnie Mouse doesn't have a star. Already. Well, Michael, I know, right? You would think that she, she doesn't want to pay the forty grand. Mm-hmm. I know. I was thinking that. <laughs> Others will pay for her. So, as many of you know, they have the stars on the Walk of Fame. If if you go on the ABD tours or you visit Hollywood. Um, you like Will? Uh, there, Walt Disney has two of them. Mickey Mouse has had one since 1978. R2D2 and C3PO have one right in front of the Grauman's Chinese Theater. I still call it the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Well, and now they're. Sure. Yeah. Is that in Tom's article? No. No, that's oh. my prelude. To it doesn't it. matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> Minnie Mouse will uh, will now have a star on the Walk of Fame. Um, as will Mark Hamill from Star Wars and some other Disney-related um, stars or, or celebrities. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote the music for Moana, he's going to be there. I didn't know this, but he's going to be appearing in the upcoming Mary Poppins Returns. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's he's getting his star for Hamilton in the Heights. Um, Zoe Saldana, who we know is Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy and... She and also she was an avatar. She's going to get her star on the Walk of Fame, and others are Jeff Goldblum from uh, the upcoming Thor, um, Chandra Rhimes from ABC's Grey Anatomy and Scandal, and Anthony Anderson in ABC's Blackish, and a couple. I mean, they have uh, more people. Uh, Jack Black is also getting it. Kirsten Dunst, Jeff Goldblum, who I just mentioned, uh, Gina Lola Brigida. Although I don't, that seems kind wow. of that's that's old. Is, is she still then, alive? I don't know who she is, but for for those of us who are are um, who have reached who um, along with Tom are over a certain age, easy you know that, now. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, um, and then I saw, um, um, oh my gosh, Bindi Irwin uh, tweeted that her father's oh, yeah. getting getting one also, and some others that'll be getting their stars. So that's pretty cool, I think. It'll be fun to find where Minnie's star is. They, they've got to put it right next to Mickey's, don't they? I You'd mean, hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. But it's kind of, it's kind of. I cool. think Dick I, Van Patten is already right next to him, so I don't know <laughs> if you can move Dick Van Patten. <laughs> <laughs> and Willie Ames is on the other side, so they're going to have an issue. Well, that's that's nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they have room for five more, and then eight's enough. So. But go ahead. <laughs> nice. That was good. You have to be really old to know yeah. that one. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mary Jo. As we all are. <laughs> Michael, what do you got? Well, I have a couple of things. One, uh, you know, since it's six months till Christmas, it's time to start talking about Halloween. And <laughs> uh, you might remember uh, when I was on 60 Years of Disneyland when I was talking about the Haunted Mansion that uh, Ken Anderson, artist, the artist and Imagineer, in order to uh, get a break from, let's just say, the uh, the creative differences that were going on with the mansion, he decided to drive up to San Jose for the weekend 
to get some inspiration from Winchester Mystery House. Have you? Have any of you been to the Winchester Mystery House? It's on our no. list. When I when I was a kid, yes, I remember on all the stairways mm-hmm. to nowhere. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This is absolutely wonderful house. Uh, it was um, construction began in, in 1884 and continued around the clock until Sarah Winchester passed away in 1922. And and there was no master plan for the house. So that resulted in very strange architectural elements. Uh, like Tony said, flight of stairs that lead nowhere. It's doors yeah. that open onto walls. There's secret passages, all kinds of things. I mean, this is this is very, a wonderful place. And they've announced their um, Halloween candlelight tour. And you get to to go on the um, haunted you haunted mansion. You get to go into the mansion at night with a tour guide who, and she's only she's just carrying a candelabra. It's an electric candelabra, and you get to go through the mansion in the dark. Time out at night. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm, yeah, I'm scared just from you saying that. Like, I really like started freaking out. Like, no, uh, uh-uh. mm. no, thank so, you. This well, you know, it's it, supposed to be haunted anyway, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And and the thing is, I think if they just allowed <clears throat> the house to to be on its own and you walk through that, I think that'd be creepy enough. They let's just say they embellish it a bit when you go on these tours. Like You're led imagine. by one of the Victorian maids um, through the house. And the tour is about an hour and five minutes. It begins September 29th and it goes through Halloween and prices are. I'll range from $15 to $46, except as you get closer to Halloween, of course, it goes up to um, $20 to $49. So tickets go on sale for this June 20th, 2017. This event sells out pretty quickly. So you uh, will have a link in our show notes to the site where you can see all the dates. And I think this would be fun. I would love to do this. Yeah, just know. (laughs) <laughs> I agree with Tony there. Tony and I are very similar in this respect. No, Tony, you have to. Yes. Uh-huh. No, I mean, yeah, we're me and Nancy are just scared of everything. So that's perfect. <laughs> no, Tony, you have to come with me when they have the Friday the 13th flashlight tour. As long as you hold my hand walking through the entire thing. Ooh, it's a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't and you don't mind me saying all the decades of the rosary as we're walking through. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Michael will say them with you and then kind of chuckle at you. Yeah. So were you going to say something, Mary Jo? I was. Wasn't wasn't it that um, Mrs. Winchester had a dream that her dead husband came to her and told her that she had to build all of these stairways because something about he did. He's the one that designed the Winchester gun. Right. And yeah, he felt bad about it or something. And it was like an atonement for It was the ghosts of all the victims. Yeah. It was actually, it was a medium that told her because her husband and then their young, their daughter died very young. And so the medium said that was revenge for all, um, all the victims of the Winchester rifles. And so she, in order to appease them, she needed to build a house where they could all reside um but that she could never she could never finish construction on the house um or else that that would bring her untimely death so and then supposedly as the story goes she would have there's a seance room in the center of the house and when you see this you're going to see how 
how it inspired some aspects of the haunted mansion um and and so supposedly she would have seances for the spirits to tell her how to construct the house but she also constructed the house in such a way in the hopes of confusing the spirits so that they would get lost and not um bother her and you can do this in the dark. Oh, it's yes. So, I'm even more frightened now. That <laughs> no, Tony, you'll have her. a candelabra to keep you. Mm-hmm. To light yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. It's okay. Yeah, I would love you to do this. <laughs> yeah, you I, know I would. I'm not going to be able. Sorry, Tom. I mean, uh, Michael. Yeah, I would love to do this. So, so if any dizzers who are interested, let me know. Um, anyway, the other thing is it's a D23 update. Actually, we talked about this, uh, I think, last week or the week before, how we hadn't heard anything about ABC Television, mm-hmm. which is, of course, owned by Disney. Right. Well, they have they heard us, and they've come out. They've announced what's going on. Uh, they're going to have a Once Upon a Time panel um, yes. with the series creators and executive producers, <gasps> Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, and it's going to be moderated by Colin O'Donohue, who, of course, as you can tell us, is the very sexy Captain Hook, who apparently does not know how to button up his shirt, because I've never seen him with it buttoned up. Oh, please, Michael, he doesn't need to. So they are going to be talking about what's in store for um, the Once Upon a Time universe. I'm excited. And it, it is going to be moderated by D23's um, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, I like speak. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's terrific. He'll be very good. Um, and then uh, celebrate ABC Summer Fun and Games. Modern Family's Nolan Gould, he's going to be hosting a live game of Celebrity Family Feud. And it's going to have a lot of the children and young people from your favorite ABC um, sitcoms like American Housewife, Blackish, Fresh Off the Boat, Modern Family, and Speechless. And then, and you can then, then you'll have an opportunity to um, meet and take selfies. The with chat, some of the, the chat room has an answer for you, Michael, because oh, of his that? his because of his hook, he can't do buttons. <clears throat> oh, oh of nice. course. Amen. Thanks, Allie. Amen. Yeah. Well, then, how did he get the bra off his wife? <laughs> the hook. He just latches. Just latches. <laughs> Never mind. We won't go into those um, details. There's also going to be some. Um, Meet and greets where you you'll be able to um, meet like American Housewife stars, uh, Once Upon a Time star Colin um, Donahue. Um, there's also going to be uh, you're going to be able to meet on Friday. You'll meet um, General Hospital stars uh, Michelle Stafford and Chloe Lanier. Carol would know who these folks are. I have to tell her about it. That's four to five Saturday, July fifteenth from one to two. Blackish stars Miles Brown and Marseille Martin. Um, 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. Fresh Off the Boat stars Hudson Yang, Forrest Wheeler, and Ian Chen. Um, and then, yeah, 2.30 to 3.30 American Housewife stars Danielle DiMaggio and Logan Pepper. And then, here you go, ladies, 5.15 to 6.15, Once Upon a Star, Colin Donahue, and then the co-creators and executive producers. But you, of course, only care about Colin O'Donohue. No, I like him and Eddie. So we know where you'll be on Saturday. <laughs> so anyway, so and we'll have um, even more information about D23, you know, just um, I, I'm sure Tom, Tom, Tom will have a link in our show notes to the page yep. on the disc. It's easy to that. find. www.info.com. Phil Donahue, nice. www.info.com slash D23 is the place for all. Phil Donahue was a hottie in his day, too. Marlo Thomas thought so. Yep. 
and he's still alive. I was Googling it because I was like, Donahue, is that guy still alive? And he is. Yep, he is. So. All right. Um, let's see. Where are we at, Nancy? Uh, okay. So we'll go from thinking about excitement to actually having some excitement. Um, <laughs> Okay. Are you going to get us the explicit tag on yes. this podcast? No, but we're going to have some fun. Now, if you're in town, I would totally do this with you next weekend, Tony. Um, you know, it's always fun when there are fun food activities at the Disneyland Resort. And the Patina Group is actually hosting one at Catal. So um, it's Catal Restaurant and Evans, and Evans Brewing Company. And there's going to be a five-course summer beer dinner celebrating Orange County's oldest craft brews. Nice. So for 60 bucks a person, um, you can have a wonderfully paired five-course dinner, starting with a Hawaiian lobster roll with saffron aioli, crispy shallots, and pickled onions, paired with an approachable... Um, I'll pass on that word. It begins with a B. Um, IPA from Evans oh. Brewing. <laughs> um, the second quarter, an approachable, illegitimate son IPA. Um, the second course is beard batter oysters, barley, avocado, and bernays with a triple berry wheat from Evans Brewing. Um, the third course, ooh, maple leaf lacquered duck. Preserved mm. Meyer lemon, charred eggplant, and grilled market peach with a pollen nation honey blonde. The fourth course, a beef cheek ravioli, cured egg yolk, roasted sweet peppers, and holland leeks paired with um, the Krahopin IPA. A hop is emphasized in capital letters because, of course, IPAs are very hoppy beers. Um, and then the fifth course is dessert. It's a sticky toffee cake with stout ice cream and buttermilk whipped cream with paired with a chocolate, a chocolate, chocolate, chocolate porter. Pretty good and pretty good and pretty fun. And you could plan your expo your expo experience while enjoying this <laughs> dinner with friends. So like I said, you can actually purchase tickets to this ahead of time. Um, and you just go to store.patinagroup.com um, slash store and it'll be there. Or you can just Google, um, you can Google Catal beer dinner and it will get you right there and you're gonna want to you're, you're gonna want to book it because that's like right before yeah that's gonna fourth of july weekend out. yeah nancy where did you where did you find that where did we find it it's on the patina restaurant group website okay that, uh, sorry, i'm sorry because i've got to complain that should be on the like that should be disney related because it's for catal like that's impressive. Well, you found it, but I feel like it should be in the Disney I like AP, pass holders. They or... don't. They don't though, because Catal has all kinds of stuff that they do that's not. Yeah, Patina Group. It's kind of like when you look for stuff for um, Jazz Kitchen. That's all on the you know right. the Jazz Kitchen website. So, I know. I just wish things were more integrated. That yeah, way. I, I just saw it on Twitter oh. and passed it on. So, I mean, it's kind of like the whole 
it it's kind of like when you think about patina guess, restaurants at Epcot. They're different. They're re, they relate differently to those, and they include those in the universe of Epcot. Whereas I, our downtown Disney patinas are kind of just patinas. And I guess that's why people miss listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, mm-hmm. and that's why they listen to the Disneyland edition. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, Thanks. Honey Blonde is the name of the girlfriend of the guy who you know, <laughs> went two thousand times to Disneyland. Just just a little fun fact. <laughs> and 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 the name of that other beer is what his ex girlfriend calls him. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Nancy. <laughs> Tony. Well, of course, for me to try to bring it to a more respectable place, let's Wait. let's think about our children and the history of a flight. Okay, so the Discovery Cube in Orange County down the street, a couple exits from May 27th, so it's already started, until September 10th, there is the ultimate interactive flight exhibition presented by Boeing called Above and Beyond. Looking back at the history of flight, one thing is clear, the sky was never the limit. The ground ba- This groundbreaking exhibition celebrates the power of innovation to make dreams take flight. The Traveling Aerospace Exhibition presented by Boeing in commemoration of Boeing's 100th anniversary, features immersive simulations, interactive design challenges, iconic historical touchstones, visionary concepts for the future, and inspiring stories from game-changing innovators past and present. Design and test fly your own supersonic jet. Jet, sorry. Pilot a drone into the eye of a hurricane to measure nature's fury. Spread your wings and experience flight as a bird or a futuristic wing-flapping aircraft. Or take an elevator ride to the edge of space. That's like Willy Wonka. I really want to go. Um, design and test fly. So I already said all that. Ride an elevator into space. It's part of um, your normal ticket. It's not anything extra. And again, they seem to be having more and more of these great exhibitions at the Discovery Cube. And remember, it's just down the street from Disneyland. So for a day six, or if you've got little ones, et cetera, et cetera. That sounds so, so cool, though. Yeah, it does. Excellent. Fun. We should go there. Yeah, I know. Well, the Doc McStuffins things happen in two, so whatever kind of kids you got, you kind of can hit both of them there. Mm-hmm. Not hit them. Yep. You would not hit your children, let alone do that at Discovery Cube. <laughs> I, I thought like... you meant hit Doc McStuffins. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Orty. <laughs> Doc McStuffins does not deserve to be hit. She's very cute. All right. All right. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, everyone. Uh, for those of you, For those of you that are listening live... <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, be sure to stick around for some tips uh, navigating the parks after the D23 Expo. That's going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>